The topic today is the nine strategies that I used back when I was in my tw at 24 years old to create an online business. Yes, it was dial-up back then that sold for multiple seven figures. Would you like to know those nine strategies? Hey guys, what's up? What's up? Happy Wednesday. Grab a pen and paper today. I'm not even kidding. I'm going to give you some solid business advice. We're going to go back today. We're going to go back 25 years. Come on in. Actually, let me clip this. Let me grab a sip of coffee. It's going to get heavy today. Um, I'm going to stay off the failures I've had because I've had many regrets. I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. When I made my first, first multiple seven figures at 24 years old, I tell you guys, I'm going to share with you guys nine, nine strategies that allowed me to create a business from scratch online back in the 2001, 2000, from scratch. Yes, it was dial-up. What I've done to create a business and within from scratch and within two years, two and a half years, almost three years, sell it for multiple seven figures. Would you guys like to know that? The reason I'd like to bring this up today is because I'm realizing something lately in the new online digital world we're in of online marketing and personal branding that a lot of my past successes apply. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Come on in guys, this will be really good actually. The topic today is the nine strategies that I used back when I was in my tw at 24 years old yeah, 22, 20, 22 to 24 was the period. 25 years ago, the nine strategies that I used to create an online business. Yes, it was dial-up back then. An online dot-com business that sold for multiple seven figures. Would you like to know those nine strategies? Put it in the chat. Where are you guys from? Give me a one if you're live. Give me a two if it's a replay. I don't even do that stuff. China, I'm trying to learn off all these online leaders. Okay, well, we're going to start here. It's going to get a little raw in the beginning, and then we're going to go into right into the nine strategies that I used. And the reason I think they're important is because as I dig into this pea brain of mine, being in this online space now, I'm finding that a lot of my skills... I'm revisiting them and I'm like, holy cannoli. If I really dig into my knowledge, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna kill it. These guys, move on over. Move on over, Ty, Grant, Gary, I'm coming. I'm uh, just happy. I'm happy to share these with you guys because I won't bore you with the failures, but I'll tell you this right now. Um, I sold a company called dreamcandle.com and the reason I'm saying this is because we're not going to go into those lessons learned 
make a long story short, short mark, I sold it for multiple seven figures to uh, a large company. Uh, I could say the name. Well, we'll get into that in a sec. Maybe, maybe not. It's not that important. I sold the company for several million and I didn't tell that many people because I was embarrassed because I spent several million dollars on partying. Cars, girls, cars, girls, alcohol and drugs and party life. Uh, the first year, I, I specifically remember, I spent 742 grand in one year. Um, you guys think that's hard to do? It's not hard to do when you party at all. My budget was about three grand a day. I tried to keep it at three grand a day. I partied that year about, from what I can recollect, because I was a half in a bag all the time, um, 250 days about of the year. So I was partying every night. Pretty much, unless I had to sleep. Um, three grand a day on those 250 days, you got 750 grand right there. So I spent 700, 742 grand my first year, and within three years, several million were gone. Okay, there you go. So I was embarrassed about it. Some of you that know me from like the past, you may remember I was working on this little ditty called the dreamcandle.com. That's the company. That, that was the first time I've ever been exposed. I've ever had several million in my bank account. I've done that several times over the years since then. And yeah, I've lost it, I've lost it every single time. Pretty much. I, can't, I hang on to certain things. This is not about that. This is about what did I do? What are the nine strategies I used to be an unlikely hero? 25 years ago, 20, over 20 years ago, and sell a company, create a company online when it was dial up from scratch for several million dollars. Okay, would you guys like to know that? I asked you three times already. I have notes. They're sloppy because it's all in my mind. So here we go. I'm going to share these with you because they still all apply. If you want to make money from home, if you want to start your own business, how these are going to apply to you, I'm going to say I was like uh, using my memory jogger, <laughs> thinking back and thinking, holy crap, they, I, I can use all of these now. If I, with what the technology we have today and the knowledge I have today about online marketing and personal branding, I wouldn't have sold this for a couple of million bucks. This would have been going a lot, a lot bigger but there you have it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I did to get there and how I'm, because I'm digging back to my old skills, I'm like, this is it. So I'm going to tell you what they are real quick. Um, a lot of these I figured out along the way, believe me, been an entrepreneur all my life. I've applied a lot of these in future businesses as well. Uh, I can I can just think off the top of my head, 40, 40 businesses I've started online. So I'm no stranger to online uh, businesses. I was doing this stuff a long time ago. I was doing e-commerce sites. Uh, this ain't about bragging. Let's go. The business concepts. You guys ready? Number one, I looked at the market size. Number two, I looked at what's my online competition in this space. Number three, I looked for a unique product. Number four, it had to be consumable. 
Number five, people had to have their budget for it. They had to be budgeted for it. It had to be something they're already spending money on, but you're replacing that. Number six, I had to add value to the product so that I could charge a fortune for it. Number four, I had to use my creativity to highlight the top features of the product. Number five, I had to pivot and readjust. Uh, no, number eight, if pivot and readjust, see? I had to renumber them because there, there, there's, uh, there's nine important steps. And number nine, I had to train the team. Yeah, believe it or not, back then, all these concepts I used back then. So as I'm revisiting in my brain, I'm like, as I'm having challenges today, I'm just chilling out and I'm going, go back in your database, Mark. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, it's in there. I'm going to apply what I know to what I know today. And I just, uh, I was kind of pinching myself this morning. I'm like, I'm going to share these. So let's go into it real quick. Let's go into it one by one. Here we go. I'm going to have a sip of coffee. I haven't done that yet. I'm really excited about this one today. This is super powerful. It's powerful not only because these work and they apply to almost any niche or any product or any service. It's powerful because I did it. I did it. I did this. <laughs> it's not, I didn't search on Google. What are the nine things to go to create a business from scratch and sell it for a couple of million bucks within three years. And I was unexperienced at the time too. Like I said, this is the first time I've had multiple seven figures. And really quick, I want to say this. A lot of the people that know about dreamcandle.com back then, some of you do. Who does? Does anyone here on my timeline remember that? That are my old friends? When I was grinding away, 22 years old, 23, building this thing? There was, there was, no, there was no Shopify or none of that. I had to program all this stuff. Do you guys remember that? Anyone? I'm going to check the replay after because it's kind of it's kind of funny. It kind of disappeared all of a sudden. Mark Lalonde is well, what happened to that dream candle thing? But all of a sudden, Mark Lalonde is out all the time spending thousands of dollars. Who remembers who re, who remembers me? Who remembers me spending like a rock star? I don't know. Maybe some. I'm going to check the replay. I'm going to check the comments. I was living it up like a rock star. Not a good thing, by the way. I'm just saying, I've learned from that. So number one, the market size. Um, scented candles, folks. Uh, I won't tell you how I came up with all of, how, to, how I chose, well, this is how I chose the product. These are factors. The market size. Are people spending money on this already? The market size. What's the market size of scented candles? In the USA only, I was only selling to the USA. Yes, I am Canadian. And I'll tell you why I did this in a second here. Do you guys know what the market size, well, that's what it was. I don't know what it is today for scented candles, not candles, scented candles. In the USA, back in the 2000s, early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, when I was doing the work, uh, it was 3.2 billion per year that was out that that knocked me on my ass i was like whoa this is check number one 3.2 billion dollars on just scented candles just in the united states so i'm not saying open up a candle site i'm saying look at the market size 
Is there, are people buying this stuff already? Is there a market size for, is there a market for this? Are people spending money? And how much are they spending per year and where? I mean, it was 3.2 billion on scented candles alone in the USA. Market size, you may want to write these down. Okay, look at the market size. Number two, how is the competition in the space you're about to go into? What does that look like? At the time for me, um, it was dial-up, right? And there, was, there wasn't that many websites selling scented candles. So that was a kind of a perfect match made in heaven right there. There was illuminations. There was a party light, actually. They started to make their online presence. But I was a programmer, so I was able to kind of build out better than them, believe it or not, better than party light. Wix End was probably the biggest one I was looking at and studying, yes, on dial-up. They, I mimicked a lot of their stuff for their shopping process and Wix End, I don't even know what that, that's a long time ago. They were the per people I was modeling and there were very few scented candles being sold online compared to the market. So right there, those are two things. If you look at that, I was like, okay, check number two. Now we're talking, I think we, I think we found something here. Number three. Unique product. I'm going to grab a sip of coffee. Is your product unique? Can your product be purchased anywhere else? My product was so, so, so unique to the United States. It was in Canada, but it was not in the United States. And it sure as heck was not in the United States online. The product I had was, uh, they were called candy candles. Um, pillar candles, but they were so, they smelled so insane. And the flavors, the flavors, you think, well, the slogan I had was, they smell so good, you're going to want to eat them. We had things like banana berry, lemon meringue, chocolate fudge, and they, they, the smell was insane. It was, it, they, they were delectable. So, and they were sugar, they had like a sugar coating appearance. I don't know if those of you who know me, I gave them a lot as gifts. Those were not available in the United States. They weren't. I used to go through a company called Kokomo Candles in Toronto, Ottawa. They, they, Kokomo, if you're still watching, shout out to you guys from oh, 20, 25 years ago. They were like, what are you doing? How are you moving all this product? But I found, I found a unique product that was not available in the States. So right now, market size, online competition. For me, it was online competition, and but it should be just competition and unique product, number three. Number four, is it consumable? Is it something that people are going to have to purchase over and over and over again? If you're selling a, a hoodie, if you're selling hoodies, or you're selling watches, or you're selling anything that people don't need to purchase when they're done, it's not consumable. Make sense? That was a, that's a huge factor in anything. That's how you create your residual model in anything. So is it consumable? It could be a consumable product that you eat, wellness. It could be a service that you pay a monthly fee. It could be some kind of subscription, or it could be candles. Candles are consumable. They burn, you get more if you like them. They burn, you get more. It's a beautiful thing. So, so far, number four is consumable. Number five, 
Are people already budgeted for it? Are they already buying candles? Are they budgeting for it? Are they already spending? I learned this when I sold pet food. I, I used, I applied, I, I applied this to almost everything. It's hard to introduce something new to someone's life because they have to spend money that they're not already spending. If they're already spending money on something, they're gonna just replace it. That's what I mean by, is are they budgeted for it? Does that make sense? Any candle lovers out there, what do you do? If you like candles, what do you do when your candles burn out? You, you replace them. If, you have, if, you've, if you've had candles in your home, all your, what, who, who, who has candles in their home? Don't you already spend on candles? If you found a better candle that you like better, that lasts longer, that smells better, if the purpose is to smell good, if that's why you're buying them for, if you find a better one, you're already spending on it, why wouldn't you switch? Okay? Number five is, are people budgeted for it? Uh, number six, you gotta add value to your product with well, that, that, that's what it comes down to. I'm going to tell you what I did. Kind of, kind of blows my own mind, but not really. People do this. Smart business people do this. They add value. For example, if I'm going to sell a trainer or something today, I'm going to add bonuses. I'm going to, if I'm going to sell anything that other people are selling, the thing that's going to differentiate me is by adding that extra value to make it unique and more valuable. For me, what I did was I was buying the candles wholesale in big, by, by the crate, and they were like pillar candles. They would come like all full of, like, uh, God, my condos were smelled, my condo, those of you who know, smelled like a, smelled all kinds, smelled delicious, but it was like the fumes would get to me, like just the scents. But that's how they came. And that was off, off topic a bit. What I did was I packaged them in a way that was, quite frankly, it was beautiful. I got boxes made, gift boxes with the Dream Candle logo, Dream Candle with, in gold, kind of gold stamp. I got, I, I would wrap them up in like a cellophane. What, what did we call that back then? Like cellophane bags, individual bags. I would twist it. Yeah, <laughs> I would actually, but at the time my girlfriend was helping out, she, was, she would get her friends from Algonquin College and then we'd wrap them with raffia, like ribbon, and kind of curl it. So like you do on a Christmas gift. So yeah, I had my girlfriend and her friends were working for me. <laughs> Future girlfriends, do you need a job? That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm just thinking back. The way it was packaged, it was, it was so beautiful. Just the packaging to add that value. People who buy candles, they care about those little details. Obviously, you know, to the tune of how much. I would buy these candles. My, whole, my cost was $3.25 Canadian, which would be less than two bucks US dollars per candle. I would sell them after I, pack, after I wrapped them up and all that stuff, made them all fancy schmancy for $17 US from two bucks to 17 bucks because I, I made them beautiful, okay? So number three is add value. I dressed up my candles. Number four is 
you're going to have to use some creativity to highlight the top feature of your of your product of your 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 product has got certain features that are the best of it it has got top features i want you to think of one feature that makes your product stand out the top benefit and highlight that in a way that's so creative you gotta let your creative juices go for this kind of stuff and think out of the box a little bit i'll give you the example that i used and it worked incredibly well it separated me from it was, it was actually this was a one of those moments where you're like how the heck did i think of that let me take another sip of coffee i'm enjoying this i'm reliving the moment so the highlight of our candles my candles dreamcandle.com's candles back then was the smell that was it you cannot demonstrate the smell on the internet how are you gonna do that we don't have i don't think we have no you can't do that there's i'm saying because eventually we'll be able to smell off our mobile phones no you can't do that no i'm just i think i read an article many moons ago and it said in the future you'll be able to smell off websites that never happened that's not going to happen i can't see that happening my point is the chocolate fudge scented candle was so insanely smelly in a good way the lemon meringue was one of my favorites the uh the passion fruit was incredible i mean like the list goes on let me think the banana berry was crazy the smell once you smelt these candles that's why our return rate of uh, reorder was like 95 percent once people lit these suckers up they're like i can't get this in stores these in stores because i only sold to the states back then remember i said uh, unique product not available in the u.s i only sold to the u.s so how am i going to highlight that well what i did don't ask me how i thought of this i, I don't even know it was like one of these synthetic imaginations or god-given strokes of genius at that moment in time i was trying to figure out uh, should i chip off pieces of the other can like when someone would order i wanted them to order different flavors different products different uh flavors different scents sorry so at first i thought of chipping off the candle and putting little here's a little sample of the banana berry in a ziploc where they could smell it but what i found was that by melting it because it's got to burn to get that scent i can't really get the full effect of it i'm just going i'm sharing with you guys what i did as far as creativity i would i took a full candle i put it in like a, a pot like a uh a four four game of um sometimes i got a dirty mouth with a, when i'm passionate into a, a, pot, a, 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 a pan uh, not a pan a, a pot a pot stovetop pot i melted the candle until it was liquidy the, the, my whole condo smelled amazing for example the lemon meringue wine so it was liquid and then i cut out these little business cards like narrow business cards and i would dip them in that and let it dry and that recreated the scent of the candle burning it was pretty genius actually so then i will put that card in a little ziploc bag and put it in with their order and say check out our new flavors this month our new scents so then when they open that ziploc oh my god they're going reorder it was crazy so that was our top feature that's how i communicated that to the end user the initial customer 
and uh, th this gets really powerful in a sec. This is only step number seven. So that's how I highlighted the top feature in my case. But again, the lesson is use creativity. Think out of the box to highlight your top feature in a way that no one's really doing it. Um, number five. Oh, I love this. Pivot and readjust. This is one of the most important lessons in business, period. I have an acronym. I haven't taught on this acronym yet. It's called PRLG. I won't get into that today because it's my, uh, I just haven't covered this ever. Maybe on a future post next week. Super important. PRLG is the acronym, my acronym, trademarked. So PRLG. So P would be uh, pivot. R would be readjust. L would be learn. And G would be grow. Pivot, readjust, learn, and grow. Now, I had to pivot and readjust. Let me explain what I mean by that. Really, what I mean by that is accept that what you're doing is not working. Don't be romantic about your idea and say, well, I wanted to do it this way, so I'm going to stick to that way because I told everybody I would do it that way. You have to pivot a lot in business. Pivot and readjust. In my case, I was selling, I was selling these candles to individual customers, individual people. Now I was actually failing in the beginning because when I was, even at 17 bucks, when I was buying them at two bucks, selling them at 17, when I was selling them individually to customers, I was actually losing a bit of money. I was breaking even maybe a little bit on some months, but when I was doing this individually from Canada to the US, Canada to the US, the um, import taxes, there was all kinds of import export stuff going on. And I was like basically breaking even. And I'm like, this ain't, this ain't going to work. I'm going to have to shut the doors. People are buying them like crazy, but the more they buy, the more I seem to lose. And I was going in the, into the hole. Don't let the potential, don't get romantic about the potential of making money. I'm not into that, by the way. I'm not into that. I don't buy that. We're going to lose money for the first five years. No, I need money now. If my business is not profitable on day one, a lot of business people may disagree. I'm sorry, not sorry. I need to make money now and then I can scale that process. So in my case, I didn't get romantic about the idea. I was thinking of shutting the doors. And why did I pivot and how did I pivot? For me, this was a lear uh, lesson learned in by, 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 by luck, by luck. I got lucky on this one. There was a candle store that contacted me from Austin, Texas, actually. Funny I mentioned Texas. I may be moving there, just so you know. Austin, Texas, they contacted me by email at info at dreamcandle.com. And they said, we'd like to possibly buy a pallet or a thousand candles to put in our store, our physical store. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> when I made that transaction, I only had to pay one export charge, one shipping fee. One, or like, I just had to pay all the, the money that was not part of the profit margins once because I had half a skid. On that deal I made, oh Jesus, almost like 8,000 bucks. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, why am I not doing this? 
Why am I not wholesaling to stores? Why am I not picking up the phone and letting stores know? Why am I not finding all the store Yahoo back then, do a Yahoo search before Google and look at all the candle stores and contact them, get on the damn phone and ask them if they would like a sample. And then I just started sending samples with my little cards. And then I completely got away from one-on-one -on -one customers and just did wholesale guys. So this is the perfect example of pivot and readjust. Pivot and readjust. Perfect example of that. Now, we're gonna go into, do you guys understand? So right now we got, I'm gonna go through all nine in a sec, but then I wanna get into training the team because at this point, all the stores were my team. They were my team. <laughs> I had, uh, before I sold the company, I was up to like 126 stores. We were making a lot of money, a lot of money. I was starting to get my girlfriend's friends to work for me, a couple of buddies, but I'm like, I gotta think of where, like expanding, like getting a bigger space and that kind of stuff. And I was an amateur at all that stuff. And that's when we got the offer to buy it. And you offer a 23 year old kid, no offense to the 23 year olds out there, several seven figures in cash. Yeah, I took it. I took it, obviously. Well, probably not the right decision, but who cares? What is it, uh, hindsight stuff. Now, pivot and readjust. You're gonna have to not get romantic about your idea if you need to pivot, because sometimes it's hard. You had a vision. My vision was to deliver to individual homes the whole time, but I changed it because I pivoted, readjusted, learned and grow. PRLG, that'll be a good blog post. And then I had to train the stores to do what I was doing on an individual, that's number six, train your team. Because if you're building a business, you're not gonna do it alone. You will have a staff in time. You will have people working for you. Those stores were working for me, really. I was working for them, no, they were working for me. I had to train them on how I became successful on a one-on-one -on -one basis, except I was not profitable, but now they could be profitable. So I needed their sales staff to sell the product accordingly. So I said, well, you're gonna to wanna to light a candle when the store opens, let it burn all day. You're gonna sell like triple, and they sold like quintuple, just by having people be like, so I trained them on how to do that. I trained them to take sample, uh, make the little dipping cards. I did all this online through, yeah, hotmail, it's pretty crazy, and the, tele and the telephone. <laughs> so train your team. So guys, I know we're 30 minutes in. I wanted to share that because, like I said, as I dig into my database of entrepreneurship, uh, that, was, that, that was pretty significant how I was able to sell that company for several seven figures. And for those of you who, I, I don't think I said this, the reason I didn't celebrate it that much to my close friends and family back then is because I was embarrassed. Who goes through several seven figures on absolutely nothing in three years? It was embarrassing. But here you have it. Now everybody knows. Partied my ass off. Bad. Bad, Mark. But it did create for some good memories. What do they say? They go, if you fail, fail, fail. When you're a great success, it'll make for a good story. Maybe one day, if you, you and I, whoever's watching, we sit down, you have your beer, I have my cola, we'll have a conversation and I'll share some of those stories. Those bad times were not all bad times. We had, me, myself, and I had some fun 
in those party days, but they're not good. They don't serve you. Off the rack, that, uh, completely off track. So I'll go through the nine steps again, point form. If you want to get the details, just rewind this live, <laughs> rewind the video. Number one, look at the market size. Number two, what's your online competition look like? Number three, is it a unique product? Number four, is it consumable? Number five, are people budgeted for it? Number six, you need to add value to what already exists to up its value. Number four, use creativity to highlight its top feature. Number five, pivot and readjust as necessary. Don't be stuck romantically on your initial idea. Number six, train your team properly to duplicate your efforts. There you have it. Guys, 32 minutes, a little long. Hope you got value. This is valuable stuff, guys. I'm going to sign off. Mark Lalone signing off. Have an amazing Wednesday, folks, and I'll see you all on social media. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching or listening. I hope this content has helped you in any way, maybe motivated, inspired you. Maybe it's triggered an idea. Maybe it's gotten you out of a rut. Maybe it's simply entertained you. Listen, I'm just an ex-computer consultant guy who lost his way to drugs and alcohol and eventually became homeless. From rock bottom, I cleaned up. I clawed my way back into the workforce. I shifted into running my own business. I've been retired from the corporate world for seven years now and I've never looked back. If you want to follow me on my journey or maybe even connect further, you can either go to my blog at thewealthytrainer.com. That's thewealthytrainer.com. Or you can click the link in the description if you're watching this video. Mark Lalone signing off and I'll see you on the inside. Bye-bye now.